Joe Pag Show across the nation, across the world, across everything. We're trying to get it everywhere because the story that we're covering right now is being watched closely by everybody. I don't just mean in Texas or the southwest border. I don't just mean in the United States. I don't just mean in North America. They're watching this globally. And I've got a guy who is at the border all the time, and he's doing the right thing as our lieutenant governor here in the great state of Texas. It's Dan Patrick. Lieutenant Governor, how are you? Andrew, can you hear me fine? I can. You sound great, sir. Listen, thanks for your hard work for the state. Thanks for your hard work for this country. And just, just if you don't mind, and we're live right now, if, if you don't mind, yes. spell it out for my listeners and my viewers exactly what got us to this point. Section four, Article 4, Section 4 clearly is being violated by Biden. At what point did Texas say enough is enough? Well, to be candid with you, I've been saying enough is enough for a long time. I called it an invasion. It was criticized for 10 years ago. I, I talked about the people, the criminals that were coming across. Um, you know, look, a lot of people are trying to get here for a good opportunity. We get it. This isn't the way to come. But in that group of people are a lot of evil, dangerous people right. and uh, with all kinds of issues and all kinds of problems. And I've been talking about this for years. So it's finally gotten to the point because under Joe Biden, to put this in perspective, Joe, the last year of Trump, we had about. Uh, 450,000 people apprehended. Now, I always say that word apprehended because that's the only number we have. Right. I mean, we don't have the number of people we don't catch. We don't have the number of people that got away that we see and can't catch up with. Uh, so the God, uh, So when we say apprehensions, we're talking about the people who have come over that we've either arrested or they come over and say, I'm here for asylum. One of the 28 points of entry from Mexico to Texas. Right. So when you know that we went from 400,000 to 2 million from the last year of Trump to the first year of Biden and have maintained 2 million plus every year in November, rather December of last year, a month ago, it was 302,000. That's almost as many that were coming in in the full year, as I mentioned, because we were averaging about 400 and some thousand. And so when you have 8 million to 10 million coming in, not counting the ones we don't see, not counting the ones we don't catch, you're talking about millions more because, Joe, our border with Mexico the miles are further than the miles from Atlanta, Georgia to Portland, Maine. Now, wow. ours is a zigzag, not a straight line, but that right. gives you a sense of it. If, if it were a state, if we took all these illegal immigrants and put them in one state, just since Biden's become president, it would be the seventh largest state. It's California, it's Texas, it's New York, it's Florida, it's Pennsylvania, it's Illinois, and the state of illegal immigrants. Wow. And within that group, you've got drug dealers, you've got gang members, you've got murderers, you've got molesters, you've got rapists, you've got terrorists, you've got carjackers, you've got kidnappers. Uh, you've got them all. And we know. And we know we have 50 just in the last year or more. People coming here from countries of interest or on the terrorist watch list. Just the other day, we caught someone from Lebanon. What's someone from Lebanon doing here? How do they get here? Who pays for them? Who pays for them to get here from Syria, et cetera, et cetera? Why are they coming here? So you have a whole fifth column, and most mostly today, it, it's not uh, families. There's still some. It's mostly single males, military age, between 18 and 40. It is a direct threat to our nation that Biden is letting in the back door. It is uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Follow him at Dan Patrick over on Twitter or X. And, and again, doing a great job here in Texas. And I know that you've been calling for something to be fixed on the border for a very long time. But what we know, Dan, yeah. is that when President Trump was in office, we didn't have catch and release. We didn't have this asylum garbage. Right. We didn't have this, right. this this parole system that's being perverted by the Biden administration. We didn't have a central government that was aiding and abetting the cartels. You literally were in contact with Trump and his administration all the time so is paxton so is abbott are you hearing from biden and his administration at all hey what can we do for texas 
Never. Now, I can't speak for the governor's office, the attorney general's office, but to my knowledge, there's no reaching out. What can we do to help? And look, this shouldn't be a partisan issue. And talk to the blue state governors and, and the big city mayors. They don't think it's a, a partisan issue. Right. This, impacts, this impacts every American. Here's a stunning number for you to tell you how the – and by the way, when you get to Article 4, Section 4, then you go to Article 1, um, Section 10, Clause 3 about right. – uh, invasions in in both links of what we can do to protect ourselves. The argument is, well, the founders meant an invasion by an army. Well, our founders never dreamed that any president would allow this to happen. But secondly, I would argue, Joe, that it is an army. It's an army of the drug cartel. They are well armed, and they are sending people across the border, making millions and millions, hundreds of millions from them. Um, and here's how it works: they contact gangs of American citizens or individual criminals in America, mostly the gangs, the same gangs that are distributing their drugs, and they send them the coordinates, a GPS coordinate, just like you'd put a pin in a, you know, a, pin in a map if you're telling someone to go somewhere and be right. someplace, and they tell you, be here at this time and there'll be someone there. And they collect the money from these people that come across the, the border. If those gangs don't show up and pick them up, well, guess what? cartels keep all the money and too bad for that person that drowned in the river or got caught or didn't make it or died in the desert they eat or got bit by a rattlesnake or whatever it is or got raped or sex trafficked they don't care and if the gangs do show up and and transport them to wherever they're supposed to go then they pay the gang some money mm -hmm. well here's here's the deal we have arrested since operation lone star began several years ago 13,163 american citizens smuggling people in Stunning. These are American citizens on our side. Now, we put them in jail here. We passed Senate Bill 4 at the end of last session about three months ago. Uh, that now makes it a minimum sentence of 10 years in prison if you're a smuggler. But this is a sophisticated um, operation by the drug cartels. It's a pure invasion of our country. And, you know, I, you have to ask the question, Joe, where do these people go? Where, do they look? where, are, they, where are 8 million people? Where are they living? What jobs did they take from American citizens? Uh, what what emergency rooms are they clogging? What schools are they clogging? The the cost the cost to this is incredible. And the Biden administration um, they lie, they lie, they lie, they lie. And it's 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 uh, this is the most dangerous thing that's ever happened to our country in many ways. Well, Dan, I think you're being conservative. With that number eight million is on the low end. Yes. It might be as much as twelve. It might be even more yeah, than well, that yes. in the three years under Biden. Yes. And here's the problem: uh, people don't seem to understand what's happening right now with the court case. I am for the convoy, and I want to talk to you about that in a moment. I yes. am not for the, the 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 left getting the opportunity to pull another January sixth, where they change the narrative and make us look like the bad guys. So we should be we should be very careful how we do this. But I, I'm definitely for us doing this. But let's talk about the actual court case. Article 4, Section 4 clearly says the central government will protect the states from invasion. Doesn't say any yeah. government invasion. Doesn't say a, a war machine. And right. by the way, Dan, when right. you're losing 70 to 100,000 people a year from fentanyl, can you imagine if yeah. a foreign actor dropped a bomb and killed 70,000 Americans? How would we react to that? Very differently than how we're reacting to the, to the border. So we know that Biden is not protecting Texas as he needs to. What then can a state do? Now, this court case should be an easy win in the Fifth Circuit and in the, in, the, in the Supreme Court. But what can a state do should the court make a dumb decision? Well, uh, let me go back to the first question. Their definition of invasion is what they're hanging their hat on, and that's how Arizona lost their bill before the Supreme Court in 2012. Right. We, it was a different court 
and a different bill. The Senate bill we passed, I'm not talking about the smuggling bill for the 10-year minimum. Right. We passed, I wrote it, I wrote it, most of it, um, the bill, Senate Bill 4 in, in November, December, we passed it. Uh, it says that we can apprehend, we can detain, we can do a background check, we can run the thumbprints, et cetera. And, if we, and, and then we give them a choice. You either go to jail here in Texas or, we, or you're going back across the bridge. I love it. And if you come back over a second time, then you're going to jail in Texas for a long time. And so they have that option. That bill would change the dynamics if we were successful in the Supreme Court. We think we will. As far as what can we do if, if we lose in court? What we're doing now, we're ignoring. We're ignoring them. Look, we're no. I went down the border on Friday because saw you there. Yeah, uh, Abbott was out. Uh, Abbott was out of the country, and so I, uh, you know, I'm on watch. I'm the acting governor, and in the event uh, the border patrol had showed up, um, as there was some talk, I wanted to be there with our troopers and our soldiers to be there with them. Uh, we weren't going to have a confrontation. That wasn't going to happen. Right. But we were going to make it very clear. You cut the wire, we're going to repair it as soon as you, you as soon as you cut it. You cut it all day, we'll repair it all night. We have more wire than you have wire cutters, and we're going to do that because the Supreme Court didn't didn't say we couldn't put the wire up. They just said they could cut it in case of emergency. Exactly the right. Biden administration doesn't want to show down. So what we're doing, and, and here's the example to answer your question. In Shelby Park a few months ago, on a daily basis, two to 3,000 were crossing in that area. Since we put up the wire, the concertina wire, barbed wire, and those containers that you see, those ship containers are kind of below the wire, uh, it's down to almost zero. Right. 3,000 to zero. I mean, exactly. I was down there Friday. No one crossed. So we know how to do it. It's expensive. Uh, when I came into the Senate in 2007, our budget for the border was $100 million a year, uh, and then I increased it to $400 million a year when I became lieutenant governor, and now it's $2 billion a year because we write the budget. Um, so so this is where we are. This is because we passed a two-year budget. Yes. A uh, $4 billion cost of Texas taxpayers because the Biden administration's not what he's doing, what he's doing. And, and again, the, the Constitution says they need to take care of it. They're not. I'm glad that you're doing something. Yeah. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, yeah. the great state of Texas, I appreciate you giving us some time. You've got the narrative coming out of the, out of the, the, the D.C. bubble from the administration, from KJP, from Biden himself, from John Kirby saying, day one. President Biden tried to get legislation through and the damn Republicans wouldn't let them. Dana, am I wrong when I say something very simple like maybe Joe Biden should not have done the executive orders that undid every policy that was working on the border? Can't he just go back and just renege yes. on all of those uh, executive orders that he did and then the border becomes yes. closed again? Yes. Um, he Anything President Trump did, he did the opposite. Yes. On every policy, on every policy. Um, he just tore up everything that Trump did, and he did the opposite. He could go back to Title 42. He could go back to building the wall. He could go back to doing all of this. All of this material, millions and millions and millions of dollars of material to build the wall has been languishing uh, on the ground. I mean, we tried to buy it. You know, He's selling it to scrap for somewhere. We tried to buy it to build the wall. It is crazy. So everything, everything he's done, from the military to the culture to the economy, uh, you name it. Um, he's done the opposite. I mean, he's done everything. If you mapped out a plan to destroy the country, uh, that's what they're doing. And you have to understand, Joe, and, the, and, the, and your listeners and viewers have to understand the agenda by the this is not the Democratic Party of old and even not that old. I'm, I'm saying this is not the Democrat Party of the 90s even. Right. Agreed. This is a party. 
run by progressive Marxists and socialists. They hate America. They want America to fall. And everything they do is focused on that, whether it's destroy our economy, destroy our energy independence, destroy our military, destroy our border. That's what they want to do. And he's a puppet who they, who they got elected. Remember, here was a guy in New Hampshire when he ran against President Trump. I remember there was a story that Jill Biden went somewhere and like 10 people showed up. Mm. It wasn't until South Carolina when they set up the deal there and he right. made he, and he made the deal that they appointed him president. He's being run by the leftists in that party. And remember what leftists do in any country. You create chaos. You create chaos in the streets. Look at the, the criminal element we have of crime. You know, our cities are destroyed in right. blue states. Um, you look at our economy. The inflation, you look at the border, you look at the military, everything is chaos. And that's what they do. And number one, they want to make government the power instead of God, instead of us looking to God for our, for our faith. Instead, instead of believing in God is there to be with us, it's we're going to depend on government. That's what they do. And that's what they're getting away with. They destroyed our education system, K through 12. It's clearly to see they're destroying it, particularly in higher ed, what we see in the anti-Semitism and the wokeness on all of our campuses. That was number one. Number two, they destroyed the media because except for you and a few talk radio hosts around the country and Fox News, the media is corrupted. They're a propaganda arm of the, of the chaotic left leftists. And the reason they hate Trump so much, because they had one more leg of the stool to take to control the country, the Supreme Court. Because had Clinton won, and they look, it wouldn't be a 6-3 conservative court today, although John Roberts is squishy. Right. It would be a 6-3 six, six, or 7-2 liberal court, and it wouldn't make any difference what Texas does or any conservative state. They would have overturned it. So the reason they hate Trump is because they've been working to take over the media, to take over the education system for decades, and they were at the cusp of winning it all. And they thought for sure there was no way Hillary Clinton could lose. And when she lost, that's, that, that's why they're out to destroy Donald Trump, because he was the guy that stopped them from from a game set match. Well, the, the Supreme you you could not be more right. The Supreme Court and that win for Trump is why we still have this republic as it is. It's Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor, yes. Great State of Texas. Dan, I've got it maybe a minute, but I want you to speak directly, if you don't mind, yes. to those who are joining the convoy to make sure that their voices yes. are peacefully heard in Texas, Arizona, and elsewhere. Yeah, so I'm aware of one convoy that said they're, you know, I don't know all the difference when they're coming, whether they're small, medium, or large. Um, I'm, I'm aware of the one coming. No one is armed in that convoy. They won't allow anyone that's armed in that convoy, and they're Good. just coming to make a point. Uh, there may be other convoys uh, coming that I'm not aware of or I've heard about, but here's the message about convoys. You want to come and, and, and show your support for a secure border in Texas, fine. But if you're going to come here and create issues where we have to divert our law enforcement to focus on what you're doing, well, that's not helpful. Right. You know, if, if we're going to have a bunch of people coming and clogging the streets or, or, or creating issues with traffic or other things where we have to send our state troopers who are trying to secure the border – to, to that, then that, that doesn't help us. Right. But we, we always walk on the American citizens to stand up, show their support for America, show their support for Texas, just do it in the right way and understand uh, and understand we've got our hands full on the border. We don't need to have our hands full dealing with all of that potential chaos. If you're coming here to do the right thing, absolutely, we welcome your support and your prayers, but, but, uh, but we don't want to divert our resources. Dan, thanks for finding time today. Thank God you're our lieutenant governor. Keep up the incredible work. Come back on soon, okay? 
Call me anytime. God thank, bless everybody. Thank you, Dan. We appreciate uh, Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor, great state of Texas. You just heard it right from the man. I want to hear from you. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. And we're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. You just heard live from Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Lots of great information there. Lots of great words. They also had some words for those who are coming in uh, via convoy. And, and where is the this court case? He gives us that as well. He reiterated what I told you last week that a lot of people did not know, which is that the Supreme Court didn't tell Texas stop laying down razor wire. People like Joaquin Castro are lying about that. Uh, what the Supreme Court said was that the DHS can come in and cut the wire to do their job. That's if somebody's stuck in the wire or something like that. I don't think it said lift the wire, move the wire to help people come in easier. But they were alleging that people were in danger because they couldn't get through the wire or whatever. Um, Texas is allowed, as Patrick said, and he's right, to lay down more wire. You want to cut the wire? We'll lay down some more. We have more wire than you have wire cutters, he said, which I think was one of the lines of the interview. Um, also, he gave direct words to those coming in to Texas, Arizona, and elsewhere via convoy. And I think that was very smart to do. After the top of the hour, I will have Corrine Jean-Pierre, the, the entire soundbite of her rambling for two and a half minutes about how, about how Biden needs some sort of new legislation, which of course he doesn't, just undo the executive orders that he did when he came in. We also have Corrine Jean-Pierre talking about those service members that were killed um, and just stumbles her way through it, loses her place. I'm not sure what that is. Joe Biden was in South Carolina, starts yelling at one point. Calls Donald Trump the sitting president at one point. Then he just mumbles through an entire, I don't even know what he's saying, but guess what? We got it for you. We'll bring you that as well. Next hour as well, we've got Kerry Lake, who's running for U.S. Senate out of the great state of Arizona. We talked for the first time about that tape, and she says she's the one that recorded it. All 11 minutes of it. And she tells us why she recorded it. She saw something coming. We'll have that for you next hour, too. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247-JoePags.com. Appreciate you stopping by. Go to the website. Go send us an email. Go follow us on all the social media. We're back after this. Joe Pags.